All it takes is one joint, one pill, maybe just one party, and the door swings wide open to rewiring your brain. Every addict I've ever met longs to be sober for good, yet making that happen isn't so easily done. Everyone addicted wants to quit before it's too late. But once you realize you're hooked, for most it is too late. Small towns, big cities, drug abuse is rampant, fentanyl overwhelming, law enforcement all over North America. The Drug Enforcement Agency's laboratory says six out of eight fake prescription pills they analyzed were laced with a lethal dose of fentanyl. The CDC reports that in 2022 alone, nearly 110,000 people died from fentanyl overdoses. It's another epidemic. What are we to do? Our only hope is Jesus. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Welcome to Haven Today in a program called Saving a Life. I'm Charles Morris, and while we are drowning in a North American epidemic of addictions, for me it's personal. My wife and I grieve at different times. 20 years ago this month, we lost our older son to a drug overdose. For him, it started when a friend at school shared that first toke of marijuana, and it went downhill fast. I recall bailing him out of jail and making late-night runs to an emergency room. Detox failed him. His teeth were beginning to crumble by the time he was in his early 20s. Christian drug rehabs didn't work. And unlike others, our son at the end of his earthly road of life had started reading his Bible again. For his final six weeks, he called every Saturday night, asking for a ride to church so he could hear the gospel preached one more time. We believe we'll meet him in heaven. And then there was our younger son, the good son, who was always angry at his younger brother. He was so certain it would never happen to him until that day when he took that first pill of an opioid. We intervened after heroin took hold. Jesus plucked him out of an addictive fire and today, he doesn't even touch alcohol. 20 years ago, I went on the air right after losing a son. Well, I, I'm frankly just praying that I can make it emotionally through this program. But I have a deep sense from the Lord that, uh, that I need to be speaking today and speaking to you about what happened over the weekend. A hard time on the air in 2003 after losing a child to a drug overdose. My wife, Janet, will join me a little bit later as we talk about finding courage in sometimes strange and painful ways. It's never a smooth, easy process. And then after the program, I'd like to send you the book Janet and I wrote after our son died called Saving a Life, How We Found Courage When Death Rescued Our Son. It's not only a sobering account of what we went through, it's filled with the only hope we have, Jesus Christ. You can read more about our book and Make your gift at haventoday.org, haventoday.org, or call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. But why don't we start the program with Matt Redmond worshiping the Lord together. There is a moment Every heart needs a rescue There is a season Every soul needs a breakthrough, help from heaven. We are 
Well, even though that song is from a Christmas album, the words were so fitting for our program today. That was Help from Heaven by Matt Redmond with Natasha Bedingfield from his These Christmas Lights album. 
I'm Charles Morris. You're listening to Haven Today, and 20 years ago this month, our older son Jeff died of a drug overdose. I went on the air and talked about it back then. It was very hard. It's still hard to talk about all these years later. So I want to go back to a conversation I had with my wife, Janet, five years ago on the 15th anniversary of our son's death. Janet, welcome to the program. Thank you, Charles. Let me start by reading a line from a psalm that we read together Sunday morning just before we headed off to church. Everybody, I think, has heard this line before from Psalm 46.1. God is our refuge and our strength. He is a very present help in trouble. It struck both of us just how literally true that really was for us 15 years ago. And now, honestly, I've been dreading this week. I knew it was going to be painful to talk about Jeff's overdose, but the Lord has been a very present help to me. And I have to say, I really do want to look back with you with awe and remember how Jesus was with Mm -hmm. us in the midst Mm -hmm. of that devastating time. And also how the Holy Spirit was at work. Uh, Our friend Gordon Fee says the Holy Spirit is God's empowering presence. We were very weak, uh, still are 15 years later. We were incapacitated, but the Spirit empowered us to live. And I might also add to believe. Yeah, and he keeps doing that. But that first morning in church, we really felt like we could not go on living. Mm. I should mention everybody that our son had overdosed the day before Saturday. We found out late on a Saturday afternoon. And we were in shock. We were in church because we didn't know where else to be. But I was sitting there crying out to the Lord, where is he, Lord? Where is my precious son? Both of us believed that he was with the Lord. We believe Mm -hmm. that just in spite of all his struggles, in spite of not finding deliverance from drugs, Jeff was a believer and that he was with the Lord. But it didn't seem real at all that morning. He was just gone. And I could lose it at any moment here. It it happens at different times for us, but the Lord was there. was. The Spirit of the living God spoke to us, and he did it through a song before the throne of God. When we started singing that song, I knew that was the Lord answering my question. He was just speaking right to my heart, and he was saying, this is where Jeff is. This is true for your son. Mm. Before the throne of God, I stand. I have a strong and perfect plea, a great high priest whose name is love, whoever lives and pleads for me. I hadn't heard it often before. One of the members of our music team at Haven Ministries had just finished recording it. And it was the first time I had ever heard it. And it was exactly what we needed to know. Jesus He's the great high priest whose name is love, and Jeff is before the throne of God because of Jesus. Somewhere, C.S. Lewis, I think it's in one of his letters, he talks about the difference between knowing something in your head and having the Holy Spirit take that knowledge right down into the marrow of your bones. And that's what he did for us that morning. And then, to reinforce it, we found out from Kate, our daughter Kate, that she had the exact same experience in her church in Oregon that morning. Mm -hmm. She called us as we were driving home from church, and she said, Mom, 
we sang this new song in church this morning. I'd never heard it before. And I knew the Lord was telling me Jeff was alive and well. It was, of course, before the throne of God. The same song. Yes. Jesus was with us. He was a very present help in time of need. And the Holy Spirit was in us, giving us the power to believe and and then to go on living even after losing our son to this drug overdose. Yeah. He did it the morning of the funeral, for me especially. I woke up, and I just laid there in bed thinking, I cannot do this. We'd planned to do the talking at the funeral, because we wanted to testify that Jesus was Jeff's Savior, and I didn't have the heart to do it. We'd been sleeping in that old fold-out sofa. In my parents' house in in Oklahoma. And when I was making it up that morning... This was just amazing. I found a slip of paper that had fallen down behind the cushions. It had been written by Jeff when he was much younger, and it was a quote from Frodo from The Lord of the Rings. It just said, where can I find courage? For that is what I chiefly need. And it just broke my heart. I cried out to the Lord, I need courage. I can't do this. And the Lord gave courage to us that day. He heard my prayer. It was like stepping out of this raging storm into a refuge. I just stepped into Jesus. And you know what, Janet? We were able to testify that day, to to say to our heartbroken family and, and friends and and ourselves, too, that Jesus was our late son's Savior, and that he's our Savior, too, or can be our Savior. We're talking this week about the opioid crisis that has swept North America. Addiction of all kinds continues to grow. It's hell. Pardon my using that word, but it is. Whether you're the one addicted or someone you love is addicted, you're in a crisis. And you need to know that there's a real Savior. And he's a very present help. It can feel like you're on the shores of the Red Sea with the Egyptian army closing in on you from behind, and there's the sea in front of you, and there's no help in sight, but you don't have to surrender. Jesus made a way through with his death on the cross and his resurrection from the grave, and he will come and part your Red Sea. He will take you through whatever it is that just feels impossible. And we saw it happen. We did. We saw it happen in the life of our son, Peter, our younger son. Mm-hmm. He was addicted to heroin. He was pretty much forced into rehab along with his girlfriend by her uncle, who had been putting them up in his basement. The uncle called you when he found out they were using, and you just told him, give them no choice, detox or the street. We did an intervention. Yeah. And while he was there in detox, in detox. In Washington State, he prayed a simple prayer, Lord, give me a new life. And the Lord answered. Peter went into Teen Challenge of Southern California. Jesus met our son there, and he was with him through those months of recovering. The Holy Spirit was working in him. And our son Peter is living a new life today, he the is. life in Jesus. The Lord is a very mm. present help in time of need. Mm. So I, I guess we should say to anyone who's listening today, struggling with addiction, help can sound like a pretty weak word, but that word help could also be translated saving acts. The Lord does saving acts in time of need. Jesus died on the cross and was raised again. And the power of that saving act is applied to us whenever we turn to the Lord 
and we ask him for help. The other day I was reading a blog by a woman who was a former addict, and she said something that just really struck me. She said, when you try to quit on your own, it's like trying to hold your breath, and you Mm. can't do it. And then when you go into rehab, it's like asking someone to suffocate you. It feels like you're going to die, but Jesus will take you through it. He'll take you through death and out again into life. Janet, uh, Troy Lambert, our executive producer, and I a few days ago went over to Teen Challenge at the main center in Southern California. And the very first person we met on campus was a teacher at Teen Challenge. But he had also been through the program, and his name is Sean Stephen. You're on the staff. You're part of the team here at Teen Challenge. Yes. You've been there yourself. What happened? I got into a car accident when I was 20 years old and got prescribed high-strength prescription pain pills, opiates. Uh, And, you know, throughout the years, I got radically addicted to them to the point to where I couldn't function on a daily basis without these pills. Uh, And before you knew it, it almost seemed like the snap of a finger. Um, I was shooting up heroin um, because the prescriptions ran out, uh, but they had already done their work where I was radically addicted to them. So... Okay, something happened. A light switch came on, a, like a light of the spirit of the living God. What, what happened? Why do you look like a totally different person as we're talking today? And there's a smile uh, on your face and a, and a gleam in your eye. Yeah. It's really miraculous to me. Um, I was strung out. And at this point, not only was I a heroin addict, but I had developed alcoholism along the way, uh, trying to cope in, in, in any way that I could. So I was, I was strung out and I was at my, my mother and father's house and they had invited me back to the house probably for the third time. Uh, and I remember I was sitting in the backyard and uh, I heard a knock at my mom's front door. Uh, and my mom went up and answered the door and then she came out and saw me and said, there are two men that, that want to have a conversation with you outside. Um, and now I see, you know, in God's sovereign moving, uh, it was two teen challenge fundraisers who were at my front door. And the, the incredible thing is, is when I look at the gospel of Jesus Christ is, uh, he is always the initiator and the pursuer of people. And that's what I saw in my life is that I wasn't looking for Jesus. I wasn't looking to become a Christian for the most part. I really wasn't even looking for help. Uh, but he came to my door. Uh, so I went outside and, and when I was just engaging in dialogue with these guys, really the, the first thing that I noticed is that they, they genuinely loved me and they didn't even know who I was right. is I had been stigmatized for so long for me being an addict, a heroin addict. Um, I had marks on my arms and, uh, and they looked at me as a person and said, Hey, we love you. And there's a place that you can change your life. It's called teen challenge. It's a free program. Just, just give it a shot and see what happens. And I believe that that was the first time really that the Holy spirit began to prompt a work inside of me to get help. What's the Lord doing with your life now? You're working here at teen challenge. Your boss is nearby <laughs> yeah, right, right around the corner. Um, so I mean, it's a complete 180. So at one point I was borderline homeless absolutely addicted to really any drug I could get my hands on at that point. Uh, now I am, I'm married. Um, I, you know, have my own apartment. I am about two months away from obtaining my associate's degree in pastoral ministry. Uh, it's my aspiration to be in pastoral ministry in, in some facet. I don't know exactly where that'll take me, but not only that, I mean, emotionally, intellectually, spiritually, I'm just a new person. Um, you know, who the sun sets free is free indeed. And, and I experience that really in the, in the fullest way possible. Sean, what does Jesus mean to you? Oh my goodness. I mean, Savior, I mean, especially for those uh, who are in recovery circles, more than anything else is that I was a, I was a sheep who was lost. 
and and I was wandering and, and didn't know my purpose in life. And he saved me, not only from the world and the schemes of the devil, but he saved me from myself and, and my own selfish desires. So, yeah, he's my savior. Well, there's not a lot that I can add to what Sean just said, except amen. Janet, can't you say amen with me? It's a beautiful testimony of just what we've been talking about, that Jesus is real. He's mm. real. Yes, he is. This world we're living in is undergoing an opioid crisis, all kinds of drugs for that matter. And maybe you are caught in this crisis that we're living in today, but there is help, a very present help. Jesus is the initiator. He is the pursuer. He's the lover. He's the liberator of your life. He's the Savior, our only Savior. He is Emmanuel, God with us, a very present help in time of need. Thanks, Janet, for joining me in the program. It was my pleasure. Thanks, Charles. Before the throne of God above, I have a strong and perfect plea, a great high priest whose name is love, whoever lives and pleads for me. Tells me of the guilt within Upward I look and see Him there Who made an end to all my sin Because the sinless Savior died My sinful soul is counted free For God the just is satisfied To look on Him and Spotless righteousness The great unchangeable I am The King of glory and of grace One with himself I cannot die My soul is purchased by his blood My life is in with Christ on high With Christ my Savior and my God my Savior and my God. One with Himself I cannot die. My soul is purchased by His blood. My life is hid with Christ on high. With Christ my Savior and my God. With Christ my Savior and my God. Well, just before the song, you heard a conversation that my wife Janet and I shared five years ago on the 15th anniversary of our son's death. 
And now here it is 20 years later, before the throne of God still ministers to us because the Lord gave it to us the Sunday after our son died from a drug overdose. Haven Today, a program called Saving a Life. You know, as Janet and I began to process the death of our son, we wanted to share with others how our great God of all compassion drew near to us in the worst of times. We didn't want to write a book full of cliches and false hopes. We wanted to show how Christ is always present when we hurt. And that's how our book, Saving a Life, began to be written. And the subtitle says it all, How We Found Courage When Death Rescued Our Son. This book is an honest look into the raw and ugly pain of grief. But as you read it, you'll see how the Lord led us and drew near to us in a very special way. We pray it will help others who are grieving for a loved one, as well as anyone who's experienced a tragedy of any kind. Why don't you call us right now and ask for the book, Saving a Life. Our number is 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN, or come visit us online and make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And don't forget, if you heard our programs the last few weeks on great hymns of the Christian faith, we still have Then Sings My Soul for Your Gift. In a devotional way, Robert Morgan shares stories of 150 hymns and includes the sheet music. And I know you'll be blessed to read it. Learn more about it when you visit haventoday.org or call us at 800-65-HAVEN. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. One tragic side effect of living in the modern world is the reality of air pollution. If you go to Los Angeles, you'll see the city miles and miles before you reach it because the smog can be so thick in the air. But if you live in Los Angeles, you hardly notice it. It's only when you leave, the air suddenly feels fresh. That's like salvation. Peter tells us that coming to Christ is like escaping the pollution of the world, breathing freely for the first time. It happens through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The world will pollute us over time. We don't notice. Only in Christ can we breathe clearly. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.